I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. We'll be a little freer with the phones today because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'm I'm taking a, a day off for the first time in a very long time uh, to go play golf because... Even when I haven't been on the radio in the last few weeks, I've been working nonstop. Uh, my wife was like, uh, you got to get out of the house. So uh, my wife, the blessed saint, is I'll be home for Mother's Day. But otherwise, I'm going to this great golf location that will remain nameless and hitting golf balls for a couple of days with some friends. Okay. Um, we got to talk, obviously, about what happened last night. Uh, CNN is getting the snot kicked out of it. Uh, let me just talk about the reaction more. But first, I, I do have the audio. I want to I want to give you an idea of this. Uh, and this is part of the reason Trump fans love him. He's very entertaining. There was not a lot of substance last night. You didn't learn what he wants to do in a second term, how he sees the lay of the land in the country. Uh, it was a lot of gr- uh, score settling and grievances. It was all very entertaining. And this gets to the weird dichotomy you have where where Trump fans really, really love him. Uh, Trump critics really, really hate him. And a lot of the middle road people are like, well, what the hell is going on here? Uh, it, it's, it's this weird dynamic now. And you can't tell people who hate Trump, that there are a lot of people who like him. You can't tell people who like Trump that there are a lot of people who hate him. And the reality is, if you look at 2018, 2020, 2022, uh, there are a lot of people outside Trump supporters who are really ready to move on, who don't particularly care for him. And you can't tell Trump supporters that. that um, They are convinced that because they like him and all their friends like him, everybody likes him. But it was just this weird thing. You didn't actually learn anything new last night, but it was also very deeply entertaining. Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a sitting president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. It was a rigged election and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country all over the world. They looked at it and uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16 point difference. Uh, if you look at the well, FBI, if you look at the FBI and uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files, made a big difference. If you look at Mr. President, vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost. 
country the is reason being it's ending, destroyed. The reason it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID-era pandemic emergency, is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place because That's of COVID. True, but you when have... it comes to big questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like finishing the border wall. So how did voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did finish the wall. I built a wall. I you built hundreds of miles of wall, and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one, and they come into another. And we started another 100 miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election. I'm sorry to say it. The and, election was and, not rigged, oh, okay, Mr. Good, President. You can't I'm, keep I'm saying that all night that. long. And so then they the took over and they decided not to finish it. It would have taken them three weeks. I built hundreds of miles of wall. If we didn't have it, it would be hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting people flow into our country. Look, a country has to have borders. There's never been anything like ha is happening to our country you right now. You built about 52 miles of new wall when you were in office, Mr. President. It wasn't the complete wall. One other thing that with, with no, but I have to respond to that. With your immigration, it was only about okay, 52 can miles I respond? of new wall. This is. <laughs> I, I just, this, this is. I, I mean, okay. So, this is essentially how it went. I mean, I, I, I got a, I got a lot more. He did make some news. In fact. Um, he had a great line on Russia and Ukraine that infuriated the left because they wanted him to plant his, his flag with I'm with Ukraine. He didn't do that. And he, he's getting lit on fire. I actually thought this was a good answer for him, given where he stands. But this gets to a larger point where it doesn't matter what Donald Trump said. His fans will applaud. His critics will boo. There's no middle ground here. Caitlin Collins, the CNN anchor, who got her start at Tucker Carlson's Daily Caller as his White House correspondent, not really a fixture of the left. She was in a no-win situation. She Anything she did that wasn't groveling towards Trump was going to get her attacked by the right. Anything she did that wasn't attacking Donald Trump was going to get her attacked by the left. She was moderating him. She wasn't going to fight him. She wasn't going to slaughter him. So the left was going to attack no matter what. This, though— on Russia and Ukraine, not a terrible answer from Donald Trump. Her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? What's uh, the answer? I have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with the, with the phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said... The president didn't do anything wrong. So that was I happened when you to like, for an so I happened to like, yeah, that's right. And it, it was, I was totally exonerated, by the way, just a waste of time and money. You were impeached over that. Yeah, you were impeached, impeached over that. But let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding? I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine <laughs> weapons and funding if you were elected? I would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, 
follow up on that. You but said you don't think you in have terms to do of winning is you have losing. to get the, you have Mr. To President, get Europe. can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important excuse statement me, let me that just you just made up. there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? In, I'll say this. I want Europe to put up more money. How is that a bad answer? The, the left is attacking Trump for that. That's actually a very good answer from Donald Trump. It's a very good answer from Donald Trump. Now, here's the one where he hurt himself. And by the way, you should note, um, he, he didn't go after Biden and, and the Biden family and the corruptions. He, he didn't spend really any time going there, which was kind of curious. Um, he, he didn't really talk about the future. This is the criticism from the right, the criticism from the DeSantis Super PAC, criticism from Republican strategists and from a number of senators who've come out and said this was all about the past. It's not about the future. It's not about what he's doing in the future. This is the one that actually caused him some damage. I, I want you to listen to the answer, and then let me explain the damage. If they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to... Do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans are demanding? You might as well do it now because you'll do it later because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that... Using the, the using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when sure. you were in the That's Oval Office. That's when I was president. So, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. defaulting would be massively consequential well, you for it's, everyone it's, in this room, for all of us. You Americans. don't know. It's psychological. It's really psychological more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a, you have a bad week or a bad day. But look, you have to cut your costs. We're, we're spending $7 trillion on, much of it on nonsense, $7 trillion on nonsense. Now listen, in full disclosure, I like the answer. I actually thought it was very funny uh, as, as well. Um, I liked the answer. There's a problem, though. Uh, a number of the Wall Street guys, uh, most of them, contrary to reports, they're not really going cold on DeSantis, but some of them have decided they are going to sit back and wait. That answer last night uh, it, it gave uh, fuel to the fire for some of them to get on board DeSantis. They don't like the fact that Trump is willing to even hint at uh, defaulting on the national debt. I personally think the reality is if Congress refuses to raise the debt ceiling, it's not going to result in a default. It will result in all of our senior citizens not getting their Social Security checks. Money will be moved around to cover the the debt. Uh, that is what is required by law to happen. The idea that we actually will go into default is a little bit of scare scenario nonsense, as, as Trump points out. But by the way, we will default if we keep raising the debt ceiling. At some point, we're going to get to the point where we don't have any money to service the debt ceiling. Uh, we're we're going to have a massive world of hurt, and it is closer to happening than ever before. The problem, though, with that answer is a lot of people on Wall Street find it irresponsible to even suggest it. 
And because they find it irresponsible to even suggest it, they, they last night hearing Trump say that, uh, it was the big story on CNBC this morning, big story on Bloomberg. That's going to push some of them to start writing those checks to DeSantis they might have otherwise not uh, written. Um, and, and, you know, I, I got to say, kudos to the voter on CNN who in the post-town hall discussion when CNN did say um, he, he didn't focus on the future, what do you think the CNN voter did say, well, you guys kept asking him about the 2020 election. You, Why didn't you ask him about the future? Except Caitlin Collins did ask him about his immigration policies in the future, whether he would sign an abortion law in the future, a uh, number of things. And, and he did really want to take the bait about the future. Now, the bottom line here is for those of you who don't support Donald Trump, you got to understand he's got a sizable base of the GOP that loves him. And they're not going to go away from him. For those of you who love Donald Trump, you got to understand there are a lot of people who are kind of tired of him. And as much as I think that his performance last night rallied the base and he had some great lines, I don't know how that brings people who got tired of him in 2020 back into the fold. Now, I know some of you will say, well, that was stolen. And that gets to the way I think Collins should have behaved. Instead of just telling him it wasn't rigged, it wasn't stolen, go with the logic. Instead of trying to push him on the facts of 2020, go with the logic of 2020. Mr. President, you say the election in 2020 was stolen. You at the time were president of the United States, controlled the Department of Justice, controlled the FBI, controlled the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, how could you let the election be stolen? Well, I, I, I wasn't really in charge. We had Bill Barr. We had Christopher Wray. Mr. President, you put Christopher Wray in charge of the FBI and you put William Barr in charge of the uh, Justice Department. And you say the election was stolen. How is it that your people stole it? Well, it, it happened at the state level. But Mr. President, you had Republicans in charge of Arizona and Georgia and Michigan how could you allow these Republicans to steal the election? And by the way, Mr. President, now there are Democrats in charge of those states. If the Republicans allowed it to be stolen in 2020 and you were president, how are you going to avoid the Democrats now in charge of those states with Joe Biden as president from stealing it in 2024? Ask him about the logic of his arguments instead of asking him about the stolen election. Drag the logic out and you're going to get to the facts. Drag the facts out. You're just going to get denials. This isn't hard, people. But people in the media just continue to make it hard. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Happy to take your reaction as well to the president's town hall last night, if you saw it. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, it was supposed to be 90 minutes. CNN cut it after 70 minutes. Now, they, the, the, that's not quite completely accurate. It was, supposed, it was billed for 90 minutes. But in that 90 minutes, they were also going to have cut it short and do some bit of roundtable discussion with the CNN panelists. CNN was advising everyone that it would actually go for 75 minutes. They cut it after 70 minutes, which I find very interesting uh, that they would do that. Uh, now, uh, let me go take a phone call real quick. Tyler, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hey, love the show. I've got Thank a couple you. questions. All right. Uh, first one is, why can't we get you or at least someone like you to ask Trump these hard-hitting questions like you just came up with and uh, get him to really screw up, maybe get his base off of him? And uh, the second one was, what do you think the odds are should DeSantis 
come through and beat Trump or somebody beat Trump, that uh, his base will go for that person in the general election against Biden. Well, uh, I can't have Trump as president again. <laughs> OK, um, no, 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 listen, this is a reaction. I think a lot of Trump supporters don't get that. There are a lot of people who are just so ready to move on. Um, they would rather go with the status quo than go back to that what they consider level of chaos. I'll tell you, uh, yeah, I don't think Trump would want me asking the questions. Um, we, we we don't necessarily see eye to eye. I think someone can, though, from the right, uh, ask those questions. I do think that for all of the people who say that uh, Donald Trump supporters will not go for anyone but Trump, the test case is Brian Kemp in Georgia. And while about a, a couple of percentage points of Trump supporters refused to vote for Kemp against Abrams, most of them did. I mean, Brian Kemp walloped David Perdue in the Republican primary, and David Perdue got about the same percentage of support as national polls show are Trump's locked in support. And when David Perdue was defeated by Brian Kemp at the Republican primary in Georgia, uh, most of those people still went for for Brian Kemp. Now, the real nutters didn't, uh, but most Purdue supporters went for Kemp. I think in the same way, most of the supporters of Donald Trump, if he did not get the primary, they would still stay in and vote against Joe Biden. Uh, and there would be a hardcore portion that wouldn't, but I don't think it would be enough. I, I think you get a Republican nominee against Trump, that person, or a Republican nominee against Biden who's not named Trump, that person has a much easier time of winning over the independents and growing that portion of uh, his victory margin. Now, I want you to grow your portfolio with Advantage Gold. Call them at 800-450-2566. If you're interested at all in using precious metals like gold and silver inside your IRA, your 401k, or just your general investment portfolio, reach out to Advantage Gold, 800-450-2566. They're TrustLink's number one highest-rated gold company, seven years in a row. they got the best prices and staff. They've got a fantastic IRA department. They're ready to help you protect your retirement account today. They'll give you a free gold IRA investment kit, tell you what you need to know. What they are known for is their non-gimmick education. They just want to give you the facts, let you make up your mind for yourself. So call them at 800-450-2566 today. See if your current retirement account qualifies. See if you can help them navigate you through using gold and silver as part of your investments. 800-450-2566. Tell Advantage Gold I'm sending you. Learn how to use precious metals. You can buy them through Advantage Gold, and you get real precious metals. You don't get certificates. You get the real stuff with Advantage Gold, 800-450-2566. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I want to play you one more clip. From the roundtable, the, the town hall discussion, which wasn't really, and then I got to play you some of the commentary around it. This is Donald Trump on inflation. This is another great answer from Trump. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. 
and nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We we're energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car. They went from $1.87 to five, six, seven, eight, and even $9. And your electricity bills went through the roof, your heating bills went through the roof. And that's what started inflation. And it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any cut. Now, you will notice Caitlin Collins didn't push back with him on any of that because he's telling the truth. And, and if you increase production of oil and gas in this country, you will start to bring down inflation because you'll lower energy costs. But... The Democrats don't want to do that. It was a good answer. He had some good answers in there and a few substantive policy issues, a lot of it, though, grievance. Now, David Jolly used to be a Republican congressman. He's now an MSNBC talking head, which tells you uh, Donald Trump broke him as well. This was his commentary, and I want to spend a little bit on this part of it. Another reason I think we need to hear from him is there is so much he says and does that is dangerous. We, we sometimes miss it. I mean, this is a, a person, a leader in the presidential contest who has called for tests of patriotism of teachers and for parents to be able to get rid of teachers who are insufficiently patriotic. He's called for firing squads for the pardoning of all January 6 convicts. He recently pivoted on a national abortion ban to say he would entertain it. And I, if there's any comfort in it, and I realize I'm a contrarian a bit on this, I would say trust the voters and trust the viewers because the more people get to see Donald Trump, the more they have hard questions and his support begins to erode. Uh, this is a hard moment. I fear the danger, the mobilization of dangerous elements in our society when Donald Trump has a platform. But I'd rather see that now than hide from it and wake up to it when he becomes president in 2025. That was the most reasonable commentary about the CNN event from members of the media. This is the Joe Scarborough conversation on Morning Joe. Frankly, no surprises in what we saw or what he said last night. No surprises, and yet it was just, it was a disgraceful uh, performance. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm constantly telling people not to catastrophize over Trump. Disgraceful performance. Uh, here, here's the reality, and this is why I think you got to give CNN some credit. You may not have liked Caitlin Collins' performance or her questions. You got to give them some credit. They allowed Donald Trump on television. The left uses the word "normalize." We should not normalize Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. This may be news for some of you. Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States of America. I know. Who do? Uh, how do you how do you normalize a president of the United States? He's already normalized. You when you treat him differently, when you censor him, when you shut him up, you signal that he is of special importance. He's just another politician. 
Donald Trump is is no better or no worse than people of the left. People on the left say he's worse. They have metastasized him in their own minds. He has become their existential nightmare. He's just a man on stage in a poorly fitted suit. That That was it. That was it. And yet the left is now attacking CNN as if Rupert Murdoch owns CNN. The left is attacking CNN as if it now is a threat to democracy. They're talking about CNN as if it is Fox News. They're talking about Caitlin Collins as if she is Tucker Carlson because they do not like giving Donald Trump exposure. They think if they just shut him up and censor him that they can go on. The man is the front runner for the Republican nomination, one of the two major parties in the country. And the fact the left can't wrap their minds around this because they hate him and his supporters so much is a damning indictment on them. I personally think that you should have more Trump. Put him out there much. Let him entertain the hell out of people and then point out he doesn't have much substance. There is a way to undermine Donald Trump. The problem for the left is the left has decided the world is on their side. Facts are on their side. Logic is on their side. Everything is on their side. And so they can't defeat Donald Trump because that's not true. You have to live in reality to defeat Donald Trump. And the reality is if you want to defeat Donald Trump, you have to come at him from the right, not the left. Because the left will never vote for Donald Trump. But there are a lot of independents who might And if you want to stop him, you can't come at Donald Trump as a rabid transgender progressive activist, hair on fire all the time. The world is going to end chicken little. You got to come at him from the right. There are ways to deal with Donald Trump. There are viable ways to question Donald Trump. There are viable ways to ask questions of Donald Trump. There are viable ways to attack Donald Trump. There are viable ways to undermine Donald Trump. There are viable ways to deal with Donald Trump. Silence, censoring, treating him as as something other than human, treating him as some sort of existential threat, that's not the way to do it. Frankly, people on the right view people on the left as an existential threat. This is one of the areas where I think the left has such a huge blind spot because they do control so many of the cultural institutions in the country. The left thinks they can be the gatekeepers of truth. They think they can be the guardians of all that is righteous in the world. They think they can be the ones to decide who is fit or not for television. And they see a man they do not like. He was the major party front runner for president of the United States and was president of the United States. And they say, not him this far, no further. You shall not pass. Very Gandalf of them. They can't do that. I think we can all agree the left disproportionately controls cultural institutions. But their power only extends so far. And their irrational anger and hatred of CNN allowing Donald Trump on, their irrational anger and hatred of Donald Trump, their exasperation with Donald Trump is a manifestation of the recognition of the limits of their own power to do anything about him. They don't know how to stop him. And frankly, there is a sick codependency. A real sick codependency between the media and Donald Trump. They feed off each other. They need each other. 
MSNBC can't go a day without talking about Donald Trump. He's good for their ratings. The New York Times cannot go a day without writing about Donald Trump. He's good for their subscriptions. CNN just recognized it. I mean, I think Chris Lick deserves credit. Chris Lick was brave because he knew what was going to happen. He will now what you, you just watch over the next week. Charlie, you can put this in the in, in the file of C. I told you so I'm right. We have one of those. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get a bunch of internal gossip from CNN about how awful it is and how many people are mad at Chris Licht and what a disaster it was and, and how harmful to their brand it is. And, and Chris Licht has undermined them. They're going to be calls for Chris Licht's ouster for doing something like this. And he's not going to go anywhere, I don't think, because his bosses want him to be able to address people on all sides. In his meeting this morning, the 9 a.m. editorial call, Chris Licht recognized the discomfort some people had and the criticism CNN was getting but also noted that uh, Donald Trump is a major party candidate and former president, and they've got to cover both sides, and that's their job, to cover the news, and Donald Trump is newsworthy, and covering him the way the left wants is editorially biased against Donald Trump, and that actually helps Donald Trump. When it is perceived that Donald Trump can get a fair hearing from nowhere, that actually helps Donald Trump, and Chris Lick, to his credit, understands that. They wanted to give Donald Trump a fair hearing. Donald Trump got a fair hearing. Those of you on the left, you hate it. Those of you on the right. You hate it. Caitlin Collins did the best she could do. It was a no-win situation for her. If she didn't aggressively push back on Donald Trump's statements that were not true, she would be pilloried by the left and internally at CNN. But unless she was willing to come in there, smuggle a gun in, and shoot him live on stage and kill him, there's no way the left was going to praise her. That's the bottom line. Short of Caitlin Collins actually killing Donald Trump, there was no way for her to get out of this without the left vilifying her because they believe she normalized a normal human being who happens to be running for president of the United States. I think the more exposure Trump gets, the better it is for everyone. And perhaps he can woo people back to him. That's my issue with last night is I did not hear anything in my mind that would convince someone who rejected Trump in 2018, 2020, 2022 to say, okay, I'll come back to him now. I mean, in 2022, 13% of Republicans voted Democrat. For the first time since 2002, independent voters voted for the incumbent party of the president. If anything, this was like a midterm election for Donald Trump's second term. The second midterm election for an incumbent president always is worse than the first. The first is never that great. The second one is brutal. And this looked more like a 2022 looked more like Donald Trump was the president than Joe Biden, the reaction to it. Independents sided with Joe Biden over Trump and his candidates. I don't see how what happened last night gets those people back to Trump in 2024. And that's something the Trump team has to be mindful of. It's one thing to win the primary, but your goal is to win the election. Your goal is to win the general. And if Donald Trump really does think that 2020 was stolen, how does he not have 2024 stolen when Democrats now control Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania? You've got Brad Raffensperger still in Georgia. You've got uh, Democratic gains in Nevada outside the governor's office. How does he keep the? And you got Joe Biden in the White House. How do you keep it from being stolen? 
if you think it was stolen. And Joe Biden and Donald Trump has come out against early voting. He still is opposed to the early absentee ballot uh, harvesting scheme that the Democrats use and that more Republicans realize they have to use. So how does he win? Those are the questions you got to ask him. That's where you have to probe him. If nothing else, see if you can persuade him to get in on the early voting ground game. And might be able to turn the thing around in 2024. But this idea that you shouldn't hear from him, this idea that you should shut him up, this idea that you should marginalize him, this idea that you should not normalize him, that's left-wing fan fiction for Trump haters. It doesn't make any sense. He gave sound, good answers in certain areas last night. We need more of that, not less of it. And you need more clean air in your house. That's why you should go to the EdenPureDeals.com website, EdenPureDeals.com. Put in uh, the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, and you can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're saving $200, and you get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. You know, I didn't have it in my travel bag the other day. Uh, I wish I had, and I didn't, but I've got it with me for this weekend for this golf tournament. Or golf, it's not really a tournament, it's a trip, and I'm not going to be smoking cigars in the hotel room, I promise. But... My clothes might get a little stinky from the cigars I plan on smoking on the front porch, and I'll have the Eden Pure Thunderstorm with me just in case. You can get three of them, one for upstairs, downstairs, uh, your RV, your basement, wherever you need them. They wipe out or just wipe them out. They're also an air purifier, so they capture the mold and the dust and the pollen. You get three of them for less than $200, EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the show, happy to have you. Uh, Mary Lynn, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure. I have a question. I've been listening to your comments about the town hall and about Trump and 2020 and you know, why people went away from Trump. And, you know, I think a lot of your points were very valid. For 2024, I'm not so sure that people, or I want to get your opinion on why people would vote for Biden again if he truly turns out to be the the candidate and Trump. Because you're... Your screener said to me that people don't vote on policy. And I said to him that I feel that people have now lived with the Biden policies. They've affected their lives, affected their paychecks, affected their their standard of living. So I'm wondering why people would vote for Biden, that were, especially people who were Republicans, Right. And voted for Biden. Well, okay. So I, I would say um, probably 2022 gives you a hint of where this goes. 13% of Republicans voted against Trump and independents sided with the party in the White House for the first time since 2002. And that was during the height of inflation, the height of gas prices, uh, the Democrats still threatening to shut down schools. All, all of those things were still happening. Now, I, Trump can still win and pull those people back, particularly if we go into a recession. It is possible. You can't say never on that. But when you're in 2022, you're in the midterms, the party in the White House tends to do poorly, 
And Donald Trump's preferred candidates went down in flames in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and Georgia. Uh, And independents and 13 percent of Republicans voted for Joe Biden. That's a really big risk looking at those people to say, well, after four years of Biden, they'll go back to Trump when in the height of inflation, the height of gas prices, uh, the height of, of COVID failures and vaccine mandates and and school failures and all that, they still decided, you know what, I would rather go with Biden than go with anyone Trump says. Maybe they'll go with Trump and just not as candidates. Do you want to take the chance? I mean, that's that I think is probably going to be the message from these other Republican candidates is do you really want to take the chance? Voters rejected Trump's candidates in 2018. Rejected him and his candidates in 2020. Rejected his candidates again in 2022. Do you really want to, is the fourth time going to be better than the last three? That, I think, would be the messaging that I would probably take if I were a Republican candidate up against Trump. Are are you really sure you want to take this risk? Maybe they do. It is possible that they will want to. It is possible Trump gets the nomination, and it's possible he wins, particularly if the economy takes. But if you're playing the odds, you do have to recognize the odds aren't great. And if you do think it was stolen from him in 2020, how is he not going to have it stolen from him this time when Democrats now control all of those states and Biden's in the White House? How, how, do you really want to take the chance? Uh, I that's that's for Trump's voters and the Republican primary voters to decide. They've got time to make up their mind. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.